0: Thanks for tuning in to Drunk Dialing. This is my conversation with Chris. All right, thanks for tuning in to Drunk Dialing. Uh, Today I have Chris, and uh, Chris and I are good friends, and I am excited to hear Chris's story. So Chris, why don't you go ahead and get us started and tell us your story.
1: Sounds good, Corey. Well, thanks so much for having me. and uh, Yeah, man, so my story... um, Gosh, you know, it's, uh, um, I just, it, it's a crazy one, you know, <laughs> like everybody, it's, 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 it's a fun time, but, um, I think, you know, generally when I, when I tell my story in like 12 uh, step programs and things like that, I like to kind of talk about my bottom first and then kind of get into some other things. So I'll just kind of stick with that if you don't mind, but, uh, Absolutely. Um, you know, I, uh, um, I, I uh, came in to try and get uh, clean and sober when I was 22 years old. So I was, I was pretty young, um, but I had definitely been through the ringer at that point. You know, I was definitely done. Um, you know, I, uh, um, my, my, my normal night of drinking was drink at work. And I was working in a restaurant at this point. Um, I was working for Chili's. We were doing, a, you know, cooking and all of that stuff. And you know how restaurant work can be. And, sure. and um, you know, we would we were you know the, the the mission of the night was to drink as much Jack and Coke out of a kid sippy <laughs> cup as we could. You know, that was like sure. that was a, a successful shift, <laughs> right? And <laughs> you know, and, and you know, as um, you know, at that a bit at the end of my drinking, it was. Going to work, start doing that kind of stuff. Mm. And um, then what was next? You know, it was like, hey, well, let's go to the bar. And, mm. you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, would obviously progress and do some more stuff there, drink, do some, do whatever's around and smoke a little weed or whatever. And um, then, you know, it was always, well, what's next? Mm. You know, it's just, well, let's go back home, let's go to the after party. And then, you know, for me, and this may be like kind of the separator for some people, but for me, it never stopped there. It was always, well, what's next, you know, well, mm-hmm. it was time to go home and open up my little, you know, fridge and in, in my room in my basement that, uh, you know, I was of course living back at home with my parents. So, right. um, you know, that, that says a lot right there. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, uh,
1: actually it's, it's funny. My room in my parents' house was in the basement, but it had a, uh, like a stairwell out into the backyard so I could kind of come and go from that room. Yeah. And, um, I, I always had a, like a mini keg in that stairwell. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so it was like, you know, that was, that was always a, 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 you know, a goal of mine was to, you know, make sure I had enough. And sure. so I had a mini fridge and I had like, you know, we would have this mini keg down there and, you know, just like this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's never enough, sure. but, um, you know, so um, the last day of my drinking was that kind of pattern, okay? It wasn't SWAT teams, it wasn't uh, anything crazy, it was that. It was that vicious cycle, you know, that's a, a popular saying, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, I just uh, I came home and it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm. No, maybe it was a little early, maybe it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. Sure. I'm 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 coming home from this night of drinking. That was like my normal thing. And I come in and my dad's sitting right there in the kitchen. Sure. And there's a look on his face that I will never forget. Right. You know, and, and, you know, it's just ultimate disappointment, ultimate, um, just, I can't even really put it into words, just how scummy it felt in that moment. And. And you know, and I had some some battles before I had gotten to this point with my with my drinking, you know, all of that stuff. And and for some reason, in this moment, something struck me, and I was just like, "I need, I need help. I need to quit. I need to do something." Um. Now, I actually asked him to commit. Um. I was, I I mean, I I literally thought I was crazy. So right, you know, and and I, you know, I, I said, "Hey, I need you to." I need you to do something, and he—he uh, um, had been paying attention. He, he knew what was going on, and mm-hmm. you know, he knew I was drinking and drugging and all of that, you know, excessively. Sure. And um, he uh, got me to a place in Colorado that they—they um, uh, they helped me out a lot. Um, this place is up in Estes Park, Colorado, right—the base of uh, Rocky Mountain National Park, and. I mean I was just so fortunate to be able to go there sure. and um you know it was kind of a um 12 step boot camp mm-hmm. you know they uh it kind of mixed the 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 12 step stuff with uh therapy and you know um all of that and uh you know I spent spent some time there and and um you know did, did my 28 days there and and uh, they recommended some aftercare which uh I I took and, uh, this is all, of course, in Colorado and aftercare was in Florida. So I have a choice now in my life. I can continue along this process or, uh, you know, I can stay in Colorado and live on my own and try and survive and do what I want. Sure. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh stay on the process. So I, I went to Florida and, um, it's funny. I, I went to Florida uh, I, I like to say I went to Florida for, a, for, for I went to Florida for ninety days on a six month commitment. Basically, is is, is how I was looking at it. You know, it was I was you know that the, they wanted me to go for six months, but I was definitely going to do ninety days. You know, right? You know, <laughs> right. And, you know and, and you know, it, it, it just uh, you know I was going to get fixed. I was going to get tan. I was going to get a girl, and you know everything was going to be perfect. Right.
0: But, uh, so you were going there for uh, aftercare. So you were going to Florida for aftercare.
1: Yeah. Yeah, basically it was a, uh, the place that I ended up going in Florida was a, uh, was a halfway house. Okay. Um, that it had some success. Uh, they had a, a program down there that had some success with kind of younger, younger folks trying to get sober. And, um, the community I, uh, that, that that's located in has, you know, 300 meetings a week, you know, that, sure. that kind of stuff. So sure. it's, it's pretty, uh, 12 stepped you know, 12 step based kind of community, it's, it's actually kind of remarkable. Um, there's, you know, I think there's a few of those kind of around the United States and, uh, this was one of them, right. but, um, yeah, we, we, um, uh, I, I go down there and, uh, this place has some rules and I'm not the, you know, biggest fan of rules, but, uh, I don't want to live on the beach. You know, I don't want to live on the beach 2000 miles away from where I grew up, you know, and, so, I, you know, I kind of decided to follow the rules, and one was to get a job, so I went back to working for Chili's, and uh, <laughs> another was <laughs> to get involved in 12-step program. And, you know, so I, I did that. Um, you know, I, uh, I started going to, you know, 12-step meetings and that kind of stuff, and, and talking to people that had pro- problems similar to myself, and they, uh, they really made, made me feel at home. You know, I, I think that's kind of a common thing with alcoholics with addicts about not ever feeling kind of quite right about their place in the world. Sure. Um, but I felt at home there. Mm. And, and you know, it, it was, you know, kind of remarkable, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's one of the things that uh, I cherish in my life now. But um, I uh, started getting involved down there with some of this stuff and, and you know, I d- I can't even really tell you that it was because I wanted to. I think I was just, like, afraid of what would happen if I didn't,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? So, like, if, if that makes any sense. And
0: Did, did you have a lot of fear um, then? Today? Oh, no, back then about, like, a, a lot of fear that you might go back out. You, you said that you were... Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. You know, it was... Um. Definitely shaky ground. I would, I would say I don't even really think that I came to terms with my um, alcoholism and addiction mm-hmm. until I was sober for at least a year. Sure. Um, you know, it was. I, I, I think I had to have the contact in, um, you know, the the twelve step meetings and with other alcoholics and addicts and that are that are recovering. I had to have that contact to kind of learn that that lesson and. Um. You know the 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 first person that that helped me with that was this guy Al C. And Al was a uh, he was like a oh gosh what was a uh, he was an engineer of some sort I forget the specific type but he was a uh, an engineer that was a recovering alcoholic and addict down in South Florida and um, uh, he was the guy I came across in, in the twelve step meetings so um, I actually it's funny I actually talked to his sponsor about helping me with you know the the 12 step you know program and his sponsor was like hey why don't why don't you talk to you know al see and mm-hmm. so i uh, I started talking to him and and the first question he asked me is, is if he thought that I was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and it kind of shocked me
2: mm-hmm. I
1: was like well of course I what would I be doing
2: here? Sure, <laughs> you know, right, right.
1: I mean i would I wouldn't be here if I was you know And, um, but that's not necessarily what he was talking about. You know, what he was talking about is, is, you know, that, that, that when I start, I generally can't stop. And, um, you know, so there's a lot that goes along with that. And, you know, he started having me read some of the literature that, that uh, people in recovery read and, um, had me start, you know, getting involved. But, uh, most importantly, he, he, he talked to me about that first step in recovery about life being unmanageable about me being powerless. Sure. And you know, I had to go back through my life and really kind of think about that. Mm-hmm. Um for me, um besides the pain of that moment when I decided to, to seek help, this moment with him going back through my life was really one of the things that helped solidify that I'm a sick individual. Sure did I have an issue? Right. And, you know, when I started going back through my life, um, you know, I, I, I remember going to that first party where it worked. Right. You know, going, yeah. going to that party in high school where, where all of a sudden I wasn't just, you know, little empty Chris and, you know, you know, the, the, the cool kids kind of liked me and the girls were laughing at my jokes and, you know that kind of you know that it, you know it's kind of cheesy. We hear that a lot, but um, it was true. You sure. know, in my case, it was absolutely true. It kind of gave me you know uh, a solution to this to this emptiness that I felt. Sure. And you know, and and, and, and I sought that. Um, you know, as I sought that, uh, I didn't realize how much of a greater power it was in me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, uh, gosh, you know, it, it, it you know it took me to some pretty pretty dark spots you know i was uh um i think i was 18 when i started getting suicidal mm-hmm. um you know and of course i'm medicating with booze and drugs sure because yeah. why not you know right. like hey <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is you know you drink to be happy right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know it's like you know gotta gotta wake and bake right <laughs> um <laughs> yeah you know, i gotta, gotta get the day going here, yeah no right? kidding um, but uh you know it, you know, it, it, that was kind of just like the start and then it just ramped up. It Mm -hmm. just went nuts. And by the time, by the time I graduated high school, I was just about a daily drinker. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, you know, I was, I was, that, that, that's what I did. It was my life. It was, you know, where we, you know, when's the next time we're going to do it? You know, that, you know, that, that, that whole kind of thinking and, and planning. And, um, that's kind of, you know, that, that's, it, it, it literally just kind of went like that from, from 16 to 18, it just went boom. And, and it was on. And, you know, every job I had was centered around it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, I worked in the restaurant business, you know, that's, that's pretty heavy with it. Um, I worked for a Coors Brewing company for a while. Sure. Um, that's, you know, of course, drinking is, Encouraged there, sure. <laughs> at least it was for me. Right. Um,
0: well, probably and, responsible uh, drinking is encouraged
1: there. Well, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> would say that in their commercial, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, um, we, it's funny. We were the yeah. uh, um, I worked at the uh, uh, athletic fields for like their employees, and we were one of the few fields where you could drink. On the field. <laughs> it oh, wasn't, sure. You know, it wasn't, yeah, not the dugout. <laughs> like on the field. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Why would you ever leave that job? I bet whenever you're doing that, you're thinking, you know, it's it's like whenever you said you had that, you know, that door to your parents' house, and you got a kegerator down there. You're like, why would I ever? Why would I ever leave this situation? I, I want to do this yeah. for the rest of my life.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. And, you know, and, and honestly, like if you think about it, I mean, that says a whole lot about alcoholism, yes. you know, and, and, and about pain, um, because it's kind of an ideal situation, right? <laughs> you know, and, and uh, of course, it's, you know, until it's, I get it, caught, it's
0: until, my dad looks right. at, until my dad looks at me with disgust, I am going to do this for the rest of my life. But we can't. No, nobody can do it that way.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, and you know, I'll tell you, you know, a couple of different things that happened that got me to that point too, were that, man, I'm a little guy, and I would run my mouth, bro. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, yeah. I, I think a lot of people,
0: you yeah, know, you're that, guy. that You
1: know, yep. kind of drink sure. and you get big, and um, I like to get my big friends into fights, you know, and they didn't like that, and uh, I got beat up, you know. Sure. Um, and you know, there was, you know, there was that kind of behavior. Um, there was the constant, uh, self-seeking, um, make sure the attention is always on me. Uh, you know, by doing crazy stuff at, you know, parties or whatever, that kind of behavior. Um, you know, trying to outdrink the, you know, when I was in high school, it was like, I'll drink the football players. You know, if I can sure. do that, then, you know, then I'm somebody that kind of thinking. And, you know, it's just, uh. You know, as I, as I kind of went down the road, it was just like my friends, man, they didn't, they didn't like that stuff, you know,
2: right. so
1: I would, people would start to disappear from my life. Mm. Um, you know, I would, uh, um, and, and I would use people up too, you know, if they couldn't, they couldn't do something for me, then they were useless, you know, sure. just like move on. And, you know, that's, um, I think that's kind of, you know, goes to some of the selfishness and stuff that we deal with you know, when we come in, but the, uh, uh, one of the big things that happened is I, uh, I got a really bad car wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, uh, I, of course I was drinking and, um, you know, and, and, and just like any other normal, life, uh, night of drinking, it was like the same thing, get off of work. Uh, there just happened to be a, a football game on that night. So, you know, the, the drinking might've even been more increased because of that. Sure. And, uh, um, you know, next thing I know I'm sitting in the back of a squad car yeah. talking to a cop. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, my car's all messed up. This, you know, the the car that I hit all messed up and the guy's hurt and, mm. you know, thank God he didn't die. And, you know, and, and he's okay today, but man, you know, like those are the decisions that I would make, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, just never, just never worked out, you know? Um, that was the, the, um, the car wreck and the, the DUI were, were actually kind of a second part of me trying to get help too. Um, cause just before that I had started to see a therapist right? and, you know, I was like, Oh man, I'm, I am depressed. I need you to fix me. Sure. And, uh, she would talk to me about my drinking, of course. And, and, you know, we've, We weren't going to do anything about that. (laughs) You know, that that wasn't getting touched. She actually gave me a book, um, How to Quit Drinking Without AA. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, how to quit drinking without any of this 12 step stuff and and, uh, um, just control it, you know, that kind of thing. And that obviously was not uh, helpful for me. It kind of became a coaster. But Um, so. You know, yeah. You know, coming back to the DOI stuff. You know, the 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 DOI stuff kind of put me into the second phase of me like talking about my drinking problem. And uh, part of my part of my sentence uh, was fifty two weeks of uh, alcohol education. So um, I had a a sentence of a one year of like alcohol therapy, and uh, they would in this in this group they would talk about insanity. Sure. And they would talk about the alcoholic insanity, but I never took it that way. I always took it as normal insanity. Like they're calling, these people are calling me crazy, you know? So I was reacting negatively to this, to this attempt to help me. And, um, man, (laughs) you know, they were, they were, they were slowly planting seeds in my head because it was towards the tail end of that process that, uh, I had that night with my dad hmm. and, um, I didn't even know it, you know, I didn't even know it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that kind of happens a lot with us too. That, you know, we develop uh, positively in ways that we don't see, you know, sometimes other people see it before we do that kind of stuff. But, uh, um,
0: so when did you, yeah, so was, when did you surrender? Like, when did you, cause it sounds like you, you thought for a long time it was, you had a lot of emotional issues. And then it sounds like even whenever mm-hmm. you went to Colorado, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you went there almost to appease your dad. But when did you actually succumb and realize that you were truly
1: powerless over alcohol? You know, I think it was probably. Now, I went through the process with, you know, going down uh, to Florida and participating in 12-step programs and that kind of stuff. But I I, I don't think that I really truly made that surrender until maybe about a year sober. And I remember sitting in this community room uh, of the place that uh, the the aftercare place that I went to in Florida. And I kind of, you know, I I stayed in contact with them for quite some time after I finished their program. And I was back there uh, talking to a guy in we were talking about some stories and things and, and he just looked me in the eye and he said, after all of this stuff you've told me, how can you not be an alcoholic? You know? And it's like, and it hit me
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like, Oh, you know, yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. You know? And, and I think that's why I'm so big about, you know, talking to to other people that have our issue. Right. Because, because, you know, it's truly the only thing that's ever gotten through for me uh yeah, on multiple levels sure. you know not just drinking and using but i mean multiple problems multiple issues that i've dealt with in my life so um for some reason you guys are the only ones I can talk to. <laughs> <laughs> you know i just won't listen to everybody else but
0: no that is that, yeah. very true so uh tell me a little bit about you, you know you get into the program uh things start to change what, what does your life start to look like after you've been in AA for a little bit, and you, you know, sober up for a little bit, been around for a little while. What does that start to look like? Well,
1: for me, it was, uh, you know, I, I was young and I was down in Florida, and um, it was almost, I don't know, I, I guess for me, it was almost like college, you know, like that, that college experience that some people have where they go and they live in the dorms and have a roommate and hang out and have fun and, you know, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you know, and I'm talking like a successful college run, not somebody that goes to college and drinks themselves out of school. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, Yeah. But like, you know, it, it, it would be what I would imagine that experience to be, I guess is what I'm saying. But, um, um, you know, it was, um, get, you know, when, when I started to get involved with Al, I was really big on not just, um, you know, going to twelve step meetings. He was he was really big on kind of living life.
2: Mm.
1: And um you know, he he always um one one story I I love to tell because it just uh it kind of sums up like the whole alcoholic experience almost. But one story that I love to tell is, is Ben Al was a big football fan. Sure. And I'm a big football fan. And uh Uh, and it was one of those things that, you know, when I got sober, it was like, man, how am I ever going to do this? Not loaded. And, uh, he, he was the guy that was like, Oh, we're going to go to a football game. (laughs) You know, he was the guy that was like, Oh, we're going to go out and, uh, have dinner and we're not going to order a beer, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, he used to take us to, uh, Miami Dolphin football games. So, me and another another guy that that was hanging out down there uh daryl who was a man i love daryl he was, he was a great guy or he is a great guy i should say right. um but uh we would um yeah we would go to these uh um uh, dolphins games and he um you know you know we i think we went to maybe four or five of them and and uh in the uh you know first maybe two years or whatever but you know it was it was just the, the getting out and doing something normal and not having it go sideways, uh, was, was, you know, super powerful. And, um, you know, and it, and it kind of made me afraid to not do other things. Um, I, uh, uh, you know, it, I eventually went back to school, um, you know, that kind of stuff. i had uh, been in and, out of, in and out of school for a long time because of my drinking. And, um, you know, that was one of the things that I was able to complete, uh, you know, when I, when I got sober and, and, um, you know, um, Al also did something. We, we, we had a regular meeting on Tuesday nights and one, one week he's just like, you know, I used to do this. He, he, he got, he got sober up in Jacksonville, Florida, a long time before I had met him and, and, um, a group of guys up there would go out after their, their meeting every week, and they kind of had a regular thing. And so he started that with this Tuesday group that, that we were going to, and, um, you know, we'd go out to dinner and go see a movie or something like that. And, you know, so so I kind of had this return to, like, normal life through this little small group of guys that I was hanging out with, you know, just going to dinner, sure. just going to movies, just going to an occasional football game. You know, it wasn't like I didn't have to go on these grand adventures, you know? Right. <laughs> like, you know, it didn't have to be something crazy. It was just normal stuff done normally. Sure. <laughs> it, you know, and, and, um, you know, I, I, I don't know about you or any of the other people you talk to, but I'm a very sensitive, serious individual <laughs> and sure. it took me a long time to, to learn to laugh at myself. And, um, those were the guys that helped me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, those, the, the guys that, that would come out on that, on that dinner mm. were the people that ended up being my best friends. Right. Um, two of those guys were in my wedding,
2: mm.
1: you know, um, one of them was my best man. Another one was a guy that I, uh, worked with for a long time in the program for, um, you know, in the, in the 12 step program. And, and, you know, he, uh, it's kind of sad, actually, he, he ended up passing away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, uh, you know, he was, he was definitely one of my better friends, you know, and those were the kind of relationships that we were getting, you know, that we were getting out of participation. Um, sure. Yeah. You know, Brotherhood, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those guys Those guys were my boys. <laughs> but, oh. um, yeah, you know, like, that was kind of the start to, like, that return to normalcy. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of mentioned down the, you know, that, that it's a good example of alcoholism. Because down the road, um, Al um, went out and drank. Mm. And... Uh, we would, when we were going to these football games, at the end of these football games, you walk out and in the parking lot, there's always somebody selling beer
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and you know, these guys are pushing the beer and, and, you know, one day he turns to me and he said, Hey, you know what? That'll cost you. Right. And I said, Oh yeah, you know, I'll have to stop living in the halfway house I'm living in, you know, that kind of stuff. And he said, yeah, you better just give them your car keys and just give them your house keys and he just starts going down this list of bad stuff that happens when we go out to drink, you know? And, and, um, and he makes an odd comment. He's like, you better just chop off your arm and and give him your arm, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, man, I get it. You know, I get it. And now I was sober for like 17 years and he ended up relapsing. And, um, he, uh, he also liked to, uh, uh, smoke, uh, crack cocaine. So, um, you know, he was, when, when he went out after significant amount of time working in a 12-step program, he, um, he went out, you know, he went all the way down. And, uh, he was in a, uh, drug deal that went bad. And, um, the drug dealer that, uh, was, you know, that was there pulled a weapon and shot the girl that he was with. Oh my God. And he, he shot the drug dealer and killed him. Oh
0: my God. And then
1: the drug dealer, who was behind them uh, in the, the car behind them, started unloading and shot Al several times. Al lived, but he lost his arm. Oh my God! Which was like, like I can't even make this stuff up. You no, know what I mean? Like right? I, could, yeah, I couldn't make that up. You know? And you know it, it, that guy never lied to me. He didn't lie to me about, about 12 step programs working in my life. And, you know, he, he never lied to me about, you know, any of that stuff. And and he didn't lie to me about not staying in the middle of all of this either. That was one of his big things, you know, stay in the middle of this or, or you're going to fall off. And when I went and we went up and 12 step him again. And that's the answer he gave us, you know, like, well, what happened? Well, I didn't stay in the middle. Sure. I was like, whoa, you know, like just, I mean, it it was a very surreal experience. It was very crazy. But uh,
0: how did that feel? You know, like I
1: can't.
0: How did that feel being around somebody that, or knowing that somebody that you really, you know, that essentially, you know, put you in the middle of AA or inside the middle of the program, got you, really got you sober, went back out?
1: Oh, man, I can't even really put it into words. Like, um, that's a really good question. I don't know if I've ever really thought about it other than it's really scary. Right. It's really frightening, yeah. you know, like just, and like just, I mean, he was, uh, he was my hero, sure. you know, like this guy had, like saved my life sure. basically. And, um, and to see that happen. Um, I don't know, you know, like, you know, honestly, I think it kind of contributes to, 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 you know, my life now. And, playing the tape through you know that kind of thinking sure and you know like hey if it can happen to him man it can definitely happen to me right that dude was busy yeah you know that guy was busy and he was doing the deal and then he wasn't
0: yeah i i know that yeah. you you well i i know a couple people that you know if they went out today I, i'd be pretty shook you and i both mm-hmm. and um i i think you just have to make sure that you are, like you said, you know, you got to be in the middle. You got to know a lot of people. You got a lot, know have a lot of phone numbers. And this program is made up of people, and they're fallible. But yeah, I've, I've never known. I mean, I've known people that have been around for a long time that have gone out. But generally, they're it's kind of anecdotal. Not any, not anybody. You know, it, but I just was curious on how that was, you know, somebody that you've known that brought you into the program and then they go out. You know, that that's yeah. curious about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, man. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've thought about it, too, actually. So that's, you know, it's a, it's a sobering reminder. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> you know. <sighs> I think I'll be good for today. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good thing about this, you know, especially
0: just two alcoholics talking is at least it keeps you sober for a little bit. Yeah, amen, bro. So, brother. <laughs> so, um, so obviously we're in this, you know, this quarantine situation. So tell, and, and it sounds like you're working. So tell me what, uh, tell me how your life has changed.
1: Um, I mean, it's changed pretty significantly. With you know, I mean, every every level of my life has been touched. Right. in some way. Um, and, you know, and it makes me think a lot about, um, how I approach problems and, and, um, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I, I would have a solution at certain points of just picking up and going to a meeting. Right. And, right. you know, that kind of thing. And, and, um, you know, you know, I think we talk a lot about that camaraderie and that, that kind of stuff about, um, you know, kind of that, the, the, the face-to-face interactions and things. But, uh, you know, I've, I've had to kind of go back to some of the stuff that I did in my early sobriety, which was there's there's a, uh, book called, uh, living sober and in it, they, they have a chapter, like it's, you know, in a cha- every chapter and it's you know, three pages or something. And, um, there's, but there's a chapter in that book called, uh, like availing yourself of telephone therapy or something like that. And you know, so that, that kind of stuff has been playing over and over in my head is like, Oh, I need to, you know, get on the phone and talk with somebody else that's got my issues. Sure. You know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta stay kind of connected and, and uh, do the best things that I can. And I think, I think we're really lucky to have technology and, and um, you know, be able to have these, these meetings on zoom and, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause man, <laughs> you know like yeah, it, it could it could be a lot worse and um it was funny i was kind of looking around at some uh, some of the history you know me i'm kind of a nerd and and i like to know what i'm involved in and looking at the history of uh of uh, um alcoholics anonymous actually and and uh they had a guy that was uh captain on like a uh, oil tanker maybe. Sure. sure. And like, you know, this was back in the 60s or something like that. And, and, you know, they, they were kind of talking about his, how he would work through the, you know, through all of these lonely issues and, and those kinds of things. And, and, um, and it just kind of made me realize like, man, <laughs> it could be a lot worse, yeah. you know, like I could be stuck on an oil tanker for four months or something crazy and, you know, have, zero technology zero ability to do anything with anybody other than maybe read a book and read some literature or, or pray mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like you know and and uh and I'm not that spiritual right <laughs> you know what I mean? and I am not there right so um but uh, you know it's uh, it's been an interesting um you know like I said it's touched literally every area in my life um some of the good things that have happened, uh, from participation in 12 step program is, you know, I have a family these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I uh, um, get to participate with that family now. And this scenario has given me the ability to kind of see my daughter develop and grow up a little bit. So sure. she, she just turned one and, um, I'm forty plus, so that <laughs> that's a whole other <laughs> <Sure>. story. But <laughs> um, you know, she uh, uh, to to be able to see her take her first steps, like doesn't get any better, man. Sure, doesn't get any better, and that would not have happened. Wouldn't have happened unless we were in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so so when I think about that kind of. You know, oh, I'm cooped up and all of that. You know, when I start to think about those kinds of things, it's a little easier. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like I told you before, man, work.
2: <laughs>
1: well, uh, 12-step program has given me uh, the ability to be responsive at my work, which means that they turn to me sometimes for things, and I am very busy. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been uh <laughs> it's been an adjustment that's for sure
0: so um, I guess uh, my last question is probably a couple well maybe two separate questions but um, what is what does the program look like or, or recovery look like on the other side of this and um, maybe as a second question um, you know if you're a new person that like I, I just I I, I struggle And I've got a couple of years of sobriety. If you're a new person and, you know, that's just, you know, essentially, you know, you came in and in January, you know, and then all of a sudden this hit, like, how do you stay sober? Right. And it sounds like things are starting to loosen up. But, um, you know, what? what, So I guess, you know, what does recovery look like on the other side of this? And then how do you stay sober throughout this entire thing? So it's probably two separate questions. (laughs)
1: those are interesting things that, uh, that, that any kind of 12 step group is going to have to deal with. Um, I know that, that, um, you know, our anonymous, narcotics anonymous, those types of groups have, I mean, they've been through crazy stuff and they've they're and they're here. Um, you know, uh, it's funny. I have a, I have a, degree in political science and and i you know i got i got i got this degree in kind of the post 9-11 stuff so i did a lot of reading about terrorist organizations
2: sure.
1: <laughs> and you know uh and not to compare a 12-step program to a terrorist organization but i'm gonna <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure. you know
1: there, there's there's certain types of organizations where you cut the head off and it keeps growing right like the thing with 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 the, these 12-step programs is is that you know you you can't defeat them. Right. Yeah. You know, you can't, you, there's no way to not have them. I mean, you know, you know, communist Russia has 12 step programs. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, these are some of the most controlled states in the world and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and 12 and step programs are there because, you know, because we have the ability to, to, to kind of participate with that kind of setup. But, you know, I mean, we've you know, tosa programs made it through World War II. They've made it through, um, you know, all sorts of, of uh, you know, they're they're the the child of, of the depression, and you know, um, so I have absolute confidence that we're going to be okay. Um, what mm-hmm. does it actually look like? Well, I think it'll look a little bit like what we what we knew, and uh, I think that some of the technology will stick around. Sure, and. Um, and I think it will be helpful because any route that we can go to reach new people is going to be beneficial. Um, mm. the, uh, you know, I guess I can, you know, as opposed to kind of talking about my opinion, I can tell you some of my experience and, uh, my recent experiences that I, uh, you know, I've been talking with a guy that had just started to, uh, you know, come into, to 12 step program. And he, uh, he didn't know any different <laughs> You know. That's crazy. He you know he, Yeah. All all he knows is
0: that he hurts and he can't do what he's doing anymore. So he's only he gotten sober he's only gotten sober through Zoom. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is cr- I couldn't even imagine it, Chris. I couldn't even imagine it. Yeah. But if that's yeah, all you yeah, had that's a, yeah, that's the
1: thing too, you know like we have, we have our experience, you know, like maybe when you get a new job, you know, when you get a new job and like, if if you've ever gotten a new job in the same industry you worked in, where you kind of carry some of that old, old way of doing things into the new job. Yeah. um, I guess that's a way to look at it for me is that like, I'm bringing all that old, old stuff into this new job and it just is, is coming from a different angle right now. And it's not that, it's not that we won't you know, have the same stuff in the future. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, the, the new people just don't, they don't know that it's different than this, you know? Sure. Um, and, you know, I got, uh, yeah, I had a, uh, a guy that goes to a meeting that I go to regularly on Saturday morning that uh, he, um, he's been sober for two months and all, he, all they know is a Zoom and, and he can't wait to, shake one of our hands (laughs) you know like that's great you know like (laughs) i know when i came in man i wasn't gonna shake nobody's hand i was like who the hell are you (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but like yeah Hmm. so it's it's a really interesting dynamic that i think that we are going to learn from as a whole um but yeah individually um it's definitely different. It's definitely, cra- you know, tough. I'm a little bit of an introvert, so I don't think that it necessarily is uh, affecting me as, as some other people, but there's definitely a lot of people that are affected and, and that's really tough, you know, especially when we're used to kind of having a solution that's no longer there. Yeah. Um, that's, that's probably the toughest thing is that that, you know, our, our solution to this great pain that we have isn't there. And, what do we do next? You know, but, uh, I do know we will be okay. That's the one thing I do know because, uh, that's the promise that they give us, you know, (laughs) if you ask me, but that's that's a, a good question.
0: That's a, that's a great way to end Chris. I, I don't have any more questions for you unless there's anything else that you would like to add.
1: Well, um, I think the only thing that, that, You know, one of the things that that when I when I talk about all of this stuff is that um, I love my life now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very blessed. I have a relationship with uh, a a higher power that I didn't want to have anything to do with when I came in, and I'm able to address you know those problems that uh, I was always afraid to address. And you know, it's just I can't I can't speak highly enough of what this process has done to me and i hope that uh, anybody that's listening to this gets to have that experience too because it's wonderful
0: well thanks so much chris I, I really appreciate it this has been great
1: well thank you so much for having me Corey, and and uh keep doing what you're doing man this is awesome
0: uh, thanks brother i appreciate it have a good afternoon you too see you man